honored today to have Dr. Ray Kim with us from Mayo Clinic in reference to a paper that has recently been published in Hepatology in the August issue. That is the model to estimate survival in ambulatory patients with hepatocellular carcinoma. And I wanted to uh, briefly just go over the study. Just a top-line analysis was a derivation cohort of 477 patients with hepatocellular carcinoma seen at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester between 1994 and 2008, and then subsequently 904 patients at the Korean National Cancer Center between 2000 and 2003 comprised the validation cohort. And the majority of the patients included in the analysis had viral hepatitis. Those from the Mayo Clinic were hepatitis B and hepatitis C, and then those from Korea were majority of those had hepatitis B. And it's interesting, we've had validation, we've had studies out for quite some time, uh, BC, LC, we've had others to include uh, the Jap Japan Integrated Staging Score, got the AJCC T&M classification, the ACUDA classification. You mentioned in the paper over at least seven scoring systems to include CLIP have been uh, proposed and have been used in clinical practice. And, however, some of the drawbacks of, of these systems, particularly the BCLC system, was the use of some subjective components, particularly performance status and the, the child's PEW score. Uh, and a wide range of patients' prognosis within a given category. And the idea behind your scoring system was really to be to be more objective and to utilize predictors that are consistently reproducible, as well as provide estimates of survival in a clinically meaning, meaningful time frame. And so using a lot of variables in a, in a univariant model, in reference here to Table 2A, you came up with some some factors that were quite significant, and then if they were found to be significant on univariant analysis, you put them into a multivariant model, and Table 2B shows the uh, multivariant, uh, the, the factors that were significant in the multivariant model to include age, MEL, serum albumin, and uh, the size of the tumor, the number of nodules, vascular invasion, and metastasis, as well as AFP. And this uh, this model called the Messiah score was created, and from there you then uh, were able to uh, to validate that, and you, you had a very good uh, score overall. The C statistic was 0.77, and compared to to uh, three other scoring systems, it was found to be superior. I wanted to get your thoughts on this first of all before we uh, ask a couple more specific questions. Yes, thank you for uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about this paper. So, as you indicated, the, the strength of our system is that uh, we use only objective variables so that the subjective components are excluded, and that gives us an opportunity for us to take a look at the chart and be able to calculate how the patient is going to do in the next uh, few months to uh, up to three years. So. Uh, the strength, what the other strength is that we were able to validate it using a very heterogeneous group of patients. As you pointed out, we derived this model purely based on viral patients that we saw in the U.S. at Mayo Clinic, and we were able to show that the same model works just as well, if not better, in a completely different patient population located in a different country under a different healthcare system. So we feel pretty good that this works in different 
different healthcare settings in different patient populations. But we look forward to having more uh, validation efforts in the future as well. Okay. Well, as a clinician maybe listening to this uh, podcast, probably would like to try out the Messiah score in his patients. And I, I look at, um, at uh, Table 2C where you have calculation of the probability of survival according to the Messiah score. Can you just kind of walk us through that table and explain uh, yes. maybe in a little greater detail what that implies? All of this, first of all, all this will be, um, I'm hoping, will be on the Internet so that you just need to plug in the variables and the computer will spit out all the predicted uh, survival probabilities. But uh, the, the way the table 2 is constructed, you first need to calculate the Messiah score according to what's shown in table B, 2B, 2B. So you put in age, male, the albumin, and tumor size and number. And the tumor size and numbers are categorical variables as uh, outlined at the bottom of the, the tables in the footnote section. So the nodules are 1 to 5, and the size are 1 to 8 in, in terms of the breakdowns. And then you also need to add vascular invasion, yes or no, metastasis, and alpha-cetoprotein levels. So once you put in those variables, you get, you get a Messiah score. It's one number. And then if you look at table 2C and uh, go further down to the very last line of the footnote, then there's a little equation, which is a little bit complicated. So uh, that is ST equals S naught T raised to the exponent of Messiah minus 4.13. So you, you calculate your Messiah score, plug that into the, the Messiah part, and raise it to the power of E. So that's the number that you have in the exponent. And then if you want to say, uh, want to predict what the survival at six months will be, then you look at table 2C and six months uh, S naught T is 88.5. So you'll put 88.5 in the in place of S naught T in the equation. So once you take that at 88.5 and that raise that to the exponent of Messiah minus 4.13, then you will get uh, the expected survival probability at that time for your particular patient. Is that I sense? see. Okay, so that makes a little more sense. But the great news is that you said maybe this will be online and we can just plug the numbers in and it gives us the calculated probability. Yes, that's in the works. Uh, it takes a little bit of time for us to uh, go through the institutional red tips to uh, put this on our website. So it will take probably another few months, but it will be there in, eventually. I know a lot of people use the Mayo uh, a website for the calculated MELT score. Yes. So hopefully a very similar thing. We can go to Google, type in Messiah score. It takes us to your institutional website, and we can just plug in the numbers. Exactly. It will be right next to the MELT score website. So a couple of other interesting, I guess, uh, thoughts and observations on the study. The majority of the patients were were male, and they had a very good performance status, and low MELD scores, do you think that we can, do we need more studies or can we extrapolate this data to say females or patients with maybe, you know, not horrible performance status, but maybe an ECOG-1 or maybe MELD scores that are in the teens? What do you think there? Right. So the general, in general, I think we, we need to go out and test the score in uh, different patient populations. So I agree with that uh, premise. 
just to um, uh, recall that in our patients, the, the median MELT score was about 10. In the validation uh, cohort, the median MELT was about 7. And in our calculation, which is shown in figure 1 of the paper, the risk of uh, death doesn't go up until you reach a, about a MELT score of 13. And that's when the MELT score kicks in as a, as a parameter of liver function. And as you know, as the liver function worsens in, in this population with HCC and underlying liver cirrhosis most of the time, that's where the, the bend occurs as far as MELT uh, kicking in. So that tells us that most of our data were people within the sort of a flat part of the curve. So I agree with your assessment that we uh, want to make sure that the, the slope is done correctly, meaning that we would like to have more patients with a higher MELT score and, and make sure that uh, the uh, prediction tracks accurately. So that, that is a population that we would like to have some validation in. The uh, performance score thing, I, I think it is important, but you know, the, the purpose of our paper was to be able to grab a chart, for example, and then apply the score and try to come up with some sense of how bad the person is. And it's really hard to extract performance score from a medical chart. So that's one of the things that we wanted to exclude if possible. But um, in a clinical setting, performance score does count. And our hope was that MEL score and other parameters that are in the model will cover some of that. So we, as the title implies, this model is designed to uh, assess patients who are ambulatory and therefore in a low performance score situation in patients who have poor performance uh, status, you know, the prognosis is likely different than um, what our model may suggest. And that's, uh, so that's another patient population that we could go back and, and look at. With regard to the gender, um, HCC, as you know, is more common in males. And we actually haven't thought about the, the potential gender difference uh, with regard to uh, HCC survival. Uh, most of our patients are Female patients are postmenopausal. So I don't know if there's a biological difference, but we don't know the answer to that. So I, I, I thank you for raising that point, uh, that there may be some differences, and we, we would like to look at that in the future. Okay. I guess the other thing that, that struck me, and we'll wrap it up here, is um, in this era of fatty liver disease and, and NASH, where we're seeing more and more liver cancer from that, Obesity is a major driver there, uh, as is diabetes. Do you think that that potentially would impact the model in any way, obesity and and or diabetes? I know it wasn't included in your univariant analysis. Right. That's the other validation that we would like to do, and that will become more important as uh, each year goes by, because there are more patients, it looks like, that has HCC from uh, metabolic syndrome-related liver disease than a viral hepatitis, and viral hepatitis treatment is improving all the time. Um, we didn't have a lot of representation of uh, NAFLD, NASH patients uh, leading to HCC, uh, but we are going back and updating our um, database. So the paper is, is derived from a database where we purpose, purposely collected viral hepatitis uh, related HCC patients back in the 90s, but we're uh, refilling the, the gaps with uh, uh, fatty liver-related HCC, and we're prospectively uh, collecting those patients as well. So 
uh, hopefully we will get to that. Uh, but in the meantime, we are also looking for a data set where we could test this out. I don't know if um, obesity per se or diabetes per se will directly impact on patient survival because we're talking about short-term cancer-related mortality. But again, I, we haven't looked at that, so we need to look at that. Okay, super. Well, what a, a wonderful conversation. Thank you, uh, Dr. Kim, for thank uh, you very much for publishing this paper uh, in Hepatology. I think it's going to certainly add uh, value to our clinical practice. We hope to have that. Uh, hopefully, you'll get that website up and running where we can just uh, plug in the numbers and instead of having to calculate that ourselves. But uh, I appreciate your time today and look forward to. Uh, future papers in reference to this and other things. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you.